big topic. You know? This one. Yeah. It's oh, a, yeah, it's it important. is. It's, yeah, like, this is something we've both, I've recently been thinking a lot about, the birth control thing, and yeah, you have too. Like, it's something that we're, that we're currently wrestling through, I'd say. At least I am, maybe a little bit. I think I've come to my conclusions, but... Can you see my tan? Not on camera, you won't be able to. talk about a topic that we've been thinking about this for it's at the top of mind a yeah. lot it's something that definitely affects our lives a lot and people often want to know um, the Mennonites viewpoint on it kind of so we're just gonna get into it raw and real and just see where it goes we don't have an outline or anything but we're gonna be talking about family planning <laughs> birth yeah. control and Gina has this personal story of miscarriage that we're gonna get into too so if that's gonna bother you just letting you know up front what it's about maybe you might not want your children listening in I don't know it depends yeah you do whatever you think but that's gonna be the topic <sighs> okay we're gonna get right into it first of all let's do our homemaking tip for the day you got one? <laughs> oh well you said everyone already knows this but <laughs> I do not water I your plants with ice cubes. I think I learned it from you like way back before we even had kids. You said like yeah. you water your poinsettia with one ice cube a day or something. I learned well, that from my friend. Yeah, yeah, Jack gets a bowl of ice and he waters the plants. And they can't spill ice. They can't spill, spill ice. Yeah. And if one drops on the floor, it's perfectly acceptable to kick it under the fridge. <laughs> so yeah, that's my tip. Love if you're it. not already doing that, have your kids yeah. water your house plants with ice no, cubes. It is a good tip. I used to do it all the time. Now I have a little watering can that yeah, you have your cute to little use. Watering can. But it's genius too because um, ice cubes are measurable. Like yes. three ice cubes in this one, two ice cubes. Yeah, and it prevents like overwatering too because yeah. it slowly seeps in. Yeah, it's so. genius. I don't know if it works with all plants. Don't quote us on that. Yeah, plants all die. We wash our hands. In yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. My tip. This is something I've been keeping in my room. It is. I wonder if I can plug it in. What Probably not because it's like a USB plug. Um, I'll include a little clip here of what it does, but it's basically a sunset lamp and it's just like a nice soft glow in the evenings I like to sit in bed. I've been trying to be a reader. I'm just, I hardly ever make time for it. Um, in the evenings I used to always answer Instagram DMs, so if I'm behind on my Instagram DMs it's because I'm trying to read, I'm being the, a good girl. Um, but yeah, it gives a nice glow and Josh came in the one night he's like, what? What does the light mean? <laughs> I'm like, well, it's a signal. But yeah, it is called a sunset lamp. If you want to look one up, I can maybe link one below. That one came in actually a Tula package they sent me. But anyway, where do you want to get started with this? Um. Well, maybe we start with our histories. I mean, that's a good idea. My mom took the hormonal birth control pill, just diving right in there um, for years, like all my life. When I was engaged, she recommended that to me. I think I even like we had marriage counseling. My pastor didn't necessarily be like, oh yeah, you should, but it was on like a list of some that was like approved. And I recently asked another pastor in my church um, if they have changed that recommendation. He's like, yeah, he doesn't think that they would, okay, like put their blessing on that on oh, the hormonal, hormonal, birth. hormonal birth control pill specifically anymore. So yeah, it, and it's a really big topic right now. Yeah. People going off, to, uh, off of the birth control pill hormones and like documenting it on YouTube and everything. And like, it's not just a Mennonite it's thing not, anymore. It's, it's not just God. a Christian yeah. thing either. Like yeah. there's like the whole health um, side effects that people are just now discovering about the pill. Like it's not just my reasons for recently going off of it were more like spiritual. Like I felt convicted um, for the whole 
Yeah, we'll definitely sanctity get, of life. We'll get into all that. But I did. I'm a YouTuber, so I have to do all the disclaimers here. We're not telling you what you need to do. We're not even telling you what's right and wrong in this mm -hmm. episode. You really have to, um, if you're a Christian, listen to the Holy Spirit. Use common sense. Do your research. I think um, that we can just keep going with the story. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to let you know that. Like, yeah. I was on it. Did you have any side effects? No, I had none. I it was wonderful. It. I, mean, I it was it. wonderful. I started taking them. I think it was two months before my honeymoon and I went to time it just right so I wouldn't have my period over no, my honeymoon. Oh yes, I'm a planner. Yeah, you don't yeah, have, you don't have a period on your honeymoon, right? That was too much so I, I, I planned that all out. Um, I was going to be on for one year and then I was going to go off and I was actually on it for two years and then we used like the barrier method and other things for two years um, and then we got pregnant with my daughter Ivani. I don't think I've ever addressed that on here. I'm not super blunt. But yeah, I was on it for two years. No side effects, no weight gain, no mood swings or anything like that. Um, which later on, my sister was on it too, and she it, she retained so much water, she couldn't even, like, she was making last-minute alterations to her wedding dress, and, like, it was crazy stuff. Like, But, yeah, I had, you know, you hear horror stories here and there. No, none of that happened to me. It was wonderful. So I yeah. can't even tell you, like, oh, it's terrible. It'll wreck your body. It no. didn't. I, mm -hmm. I, was like, I was like a clock. Every 28 days, Monday mornings at 9.30 in the morning, not, you know it was coming. Yeah, I mean, you know, and <laughs> yeah. I felt great on it. Like, I had no side effects either. And I was actually on the hormonal birth control pill for off and on. Well, we have our 10-year anniversary coming up in August. And when I wasn't trying to get pregnant, we were on the pill. So off and on for 10 years now um, with breaks when we were trying to get pregnant. And then when I was pregnant and then postpartum, I went right back on the mini pill while I was nursing and then switched to the other. Um, just like clockwork. It worked yeah, for like, perfect. I just stayed yeah. on it until... Even, we had a miscarriage in May, and I just felt like I had been kind of feeling like. So we went off birth control in January of that past year, and I felt like that was the thing I needed to do. Like I felt really convicted to go off the pill, so I went off the pill, got pregnant. We weren't necessarily trying, but we weren't necessarily not trying either, if you know what I mean. Um, so I got pregnant and then lost the baby, and I was like, well, why was I even convicted to go off the pill if, you know, I felt like I was supposed to maybe have a baby, and then, you know, I felt like that was taken away, so maybe I just heard God wrong, you know, maybe I... So what do you mean you felt convicted? Like, you just felt uneasy about taking it anymore? Yeah, like, I felt guilty every time I every took it. Every time somebody talked about it, yeah. you just felt it ringing in your ears? It just kept coming up, and I was like, well, maybe, you know, there is the slight potential that it could be abortive, and, you know, I... Yeah, I looked into how it works and then I'd read articles and some articles were like, well, no, that's like, statistically, you're just as likely to have an embryo or a fertilized egg not attach as you are on the pill. Like, it just happens. Like, it's not statistically higher than when you're on the pill. The Mennonite stance on um, life is that it starts at conception. So that's what she was talking about. Yeah. Um, a lot of those, there's like three steps, right, to, I don't know all the details, but there's like three steps to a birth control pill and the one is Prevents ovulation, which it should. I mean, it's... They have yeah. it figured out it should prevent it, ovulation, it but if it doesn't prevent ovulation, then there's another thing in there that makes your uterus hostile, hostile yeah. to that the fertilized egg would not attach. Implant. Yeah. And so that's, you know, where the gray area is for some people yeah. that, you know, there's a potential life there that you're, you're stopping. And I think if it happens in nature on its own, well, fine, like God's in control of that. But if I'm putting something in my body that... Maybe yeah. it's something I, you I have to parse out like, for yourself. It is I, tough. I'm not saying like it's wrong to go be on birth control. I just felt like for me, and also like we were open to having children. I was like, well, if I can say I'm open to having children, then I probably shouldn't. So did you pill. hear that narrative at all? Like over the last ten years, that you know it could be an 
Abortifacient. I forget how you say that word. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah, I heard it off and on from different people, and I was always just like, well, it can't be. I mean, like, I was told it's okay. Like, I asked my doctor. You yeah, know, I asked my doctor. Asked she doctor. said, no, it wasn't. No, no, it's not. And, um, and this is what I always told my friends. I would much rather believe a medical professional than a Mennonite preacher over the pulpit who's going who to the 12th grade. No, I said the same thing. I was like, if my mom did it, like, I know my mom wouldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, but now more things have come out and, like, whatever. And, you know, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. It is hormones. And so, therefore, you need yeah. to be... You need to be well-equipped and also knowledgeable about what you're yeah. putting in your and, body. You know, and if you want to do, honestly, if you walk away from this and you're still on birth control pills. No judgment for me. Absolutely not. For 10 years. I, I mean, mean, good grief. And, that was the both of us. But think about way. what you're doing. I mean, yeah, look it up and, and develop your own convictions. Don't just take what we're saying. Yeah. And don't oh, ever. What, about any topic. And don't just take what your doctor says either because yeah. their views on life might be different than yours are. But I think there's a deeper issue with birth control than just the possible um, abortifacient. However you say that word. Um, and that's like, how do we view life? Like, how do we view children? Do we view them as a blessing? You know, is the purpose of marriage to have children? And I think we need to be open to having children. Like, you don't have to necessarily be trying every month. Like, I'm not taking the steps to get pregnant. Like, I'm not doing what it would take to get pregnant. I'm trying to avoid it. But if God still wants me to get pregnant, I will. Like, it's possible, you know? So I take my temperature every morning, and then it tells me, like, what phase I'm in, like if I'm going to ovulate soon, then it says like you're fertile or not fertile. So then I take that information and do what needs to be done Yeah, you um, be in more, order to... More careful. Or, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this is where we a little bit disagree. I'm like, that that's not, that can't be 100% accurate. Like what if you're stressed out one month, you're going to ovulate at a different time or maybe right. not at all or like whatever. And so for me, I'm like, I'm at the stage where, oh my goodness, like if the Lord wanted to make me pregnant, I mean, he definitely could, but I would be overwhelmed at the thought. Honestly, yeah. we're kind of scared to get pregnant again. I think that's the biggest issue. Like, I'm, I just don't want to... You basically I, want that miracle stamp from God, like this yeah. was supposed to happen, which yeah. is how you felt Which is how I felt time. the last time. So, I don't know. I just... It's a lot. Like, my miscarriage was kind of traumatic for me. Like, yeah, Let's talk about that story a little more in detail. We were both at the beach together in Angola by the Bay, and I was like an absolute bear that weekend. I was pregnant. Yeah, she was kind of cranky. I was, oh my word, I asked Josh and Eric. Yeah. I should have filmed her. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> anyway, like the guys were golfing too much in my eyes. Like, I don't know. Anyway, I was just like not myself. Her kids didn't pregnant. nap. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I was pregnant. I wasn't telling people, oh yeah, my kids didn't nap, and Josh wasn't around. Oh, yes, it was. And I was a, pregnant too. Jada was pregnant. She didn't say anything at first. At I first. didn't, I wasn't going to say anything. Because I was like, what, six weeks? Oh, I were, like, very like 10 weeks. I was like 10 weeks and yeah. I don't tell people until they're, I, I like having secrets. I don't like I secrets. keep secrets like a steel trap and I feel mm -hmm. like they're like little like feathers in my cap. Like not bad secrets, but like if a friend tells me something, you know, don't tell anybody yet. Like that's fun to me. And so when me and Josh were trying to, yeah, it's like kind of fun. Hey, a little secret. Nobody knows. Um, so yeah, I wasn't going to tell anybody. And then we went to the beach. It was a cold April day. It was probably this time last year. Or it was a couple weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was like the second week in April, I think. I told you I was pregnant, but why? There was a reason. Like, I had a legitimate reason for telling you. Were we planning a trip? Yes, yeah, so we were talking about yeah. Florida. And I was like, oh, well, <laughs> potentially I might have a baby then. Like, I'm, I'm like, pregnant. What? And like, yeah. yeah, it was so fun. Like, I'm so glad I had that moment. And then you. Josh takes me down the beach. She's like, are you going to tell her? I'm like, no, let her have her moment. And then I found out that you were pregnant. I was like, oh my goodness, and you did tell me. But yeah, I told you that I was pregnant, and um, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? Yeah, exactly. We're just rattling on. Um, you were we're gonna go into detail about oh, I was saying you're trying yeah, to story right now. So that was six weeks. I told you, I told you I was pregnant when I was six weeks along. 
which I didn't hadn't told my parents or anyone yet. Like Megan was legit the first person to know because I know she can keep a secret. She would not tell me because she knows I, I can keep a secret. I just dislike keeping secrets. Anyway, so then two weeks later, uh, I had an eight week ultrasound and everything was fine. There was a heartbeat and I was like, oh, well, so I actually had a miscarriage. My first pregnancy ended in miscarriage, pretty much the same exact way, but I hadn't had an ultrasound that time. So this time I had an eight week ultrasound. I was like, oh, okay, we're good to go. Like the percentage of miscarrying after seeing a heartbeat on ultrasound is like way low. Yeah, so I was is. pretty confident. And then we went in for a 13 week appointment and they couldn't find the heartbeat with the Doppler. So when did you realize like this was serious right then? Or? Oh yeah, like it was way too familiar for me. Like I had been through it before. And, and I was you like, were by well, yourself? Yeah, but the midwife told me, she's like, well, I think I might've heard it. Like there's, yeah, like don't, don't worry, weeks. don't worry. But I was sobbing, like I, had a, I was wearing a mask and I was so glad because I walked out of the office and like I was, I was sobbing because I didn't have a good feeling. So then we went in for an ultrasound and it was confirmed. Like, did they do that for you right away or did you have to It was a couple hours, a couple hours. The longest yeah, hours ever. It was sure. awful. Yeah, it was awful. So then like, I was so worried to tell the boys like that was my biggest fear because we had told them. Um, so, but they handled it really well. They were just like, oh cool, you know, I mean like that's sad. Like they didn't really, it didn't really phase them. But at that moment, but then like weeks, as weeks go by, like they would ask like, so, you know, they'd ask questions. They'd be like, yeah, they would tell people, like Jack told you one time, we were gonna have a baby, but then it didn't make it. Oh, uh, so, I was pregnant this whole time. Yeah, and, yeah like, just... I know it affected them, but um, it affects kids so different. Like they don't think about it all the time. Like it'll just pop into their head and then they'll say it and then they move on. Like they never cried about it or anything, but anyway, so. But that, that kept bringing it up for you, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I was glad though. Like I'd like to hear from them what they were thinking about that they remembered. And we still talk about it, how like we have two babies in heaven and yeah. So that was last May, four days before my 30th birthday. That, right, right. That we found out. Right, we were posting this right around the same time. So yeah, is there a miscarriage? There is. I think that's in October. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's in October. Yeah. So after that, this is what brought us to this story. After I had the miscarriage, I was like, I just need a break from like thinking about being pregnant and trying to get pregnant and like I couldn't handle another miscarriage. Like at that point, I knew I couldn't. So we went back on the pill for six months, and after that, I was like, okay, I still feel those feelings. Like this is not what I want. Like. I need to be open to life because I believe that like children are a gift. Yeah, they are. And like I could handle another baby. Like I mean, we only have I hate I hate that I say that. Only oh, have two boys. We have two boys. Praise God, right? Yeah. yeah. And like I would love I would love another baby, but um I just yeah, and even now like just the thought of I know I'd be super anxious if I got pregnant again and Yeah, so at this point we're just kind of taking it month by month like yeah, Eric is scared too like he's like i don't want to see you go through that again like there it's just traumatic like i know some of you have probably experienced it too and my heart just goes out to you like laying on that table hearing the words like i'm sorry there's no heartbeat like there's just there's nothing like that feeling and if you felt it i'm so sorry because yeah it it hurts and yeah and then you have to see all the family pictures and like i remember like <laughs> this is not Part of the same thing. But I remember there was a point in my life where, like, seeing a family picture had like a slap in the face, and you'd like count the years between each kid to see mm -hmm. how far apart they were. And maybe you weren't like this. I don't know. Not as but much. But there was a time where I was scared we weren't going to get pregnant with our last one, and yeah, I just it was so hard not to feel like jealous or bitter or just like sad. I don't know. I think, like, no offense, but like, I was most jealous or like struggled with those feelings towards you 
because we were so close. So and like, I was so excited to have a baby like the same time as you. And like, it was gonna be awesome. And I, I was so worried. I don't know if I ever told you this, but when you brought Miller over the first time, like you were at our house like a couple days after he was born, right? You brought him over, and I was like so scared. Like I was like, I'm gonna cry when I hold him. I didn't want to do it, but I I was like, we I have to rip the bandaid yeah, off. But that me. little boy just nuts <laughs> out. Like. It was so good. I held him and I just loved him and I felt no like bitterness. Oh, that's like, so good. So maybe some more. sadness, but like, and I just I feel like Miller's gonna always be extra special to me because he's a reminder of like. Wow, I think that'd be like yeah. Okay, I can see that. I guess, but so do you have any advice for anyone um, or anything that helped you get through it, or it's just like time? It just takes time. Yeah, it's time and. It, what you feel is okay. Like if you feel deep grief and sadness, like sometimes I felt like I was too sad or I grieved too much. Like other people maybe didn't, like maybe it was too emotional about it, but I don't think that's true. Like I think however you feel is fine. If you're not, if you can accept it and move on and not think about it as much and like, that's okay. Like however you feel is fine. How you act out of those feelings is, you know, that's a different Real. story. Yeah, that's a different story. But yeah, like, your feelings are your feelings and you can't change them. And I just had to accept that it was hard for me. Like I felt that grief like very deeply. Like what did people do for you that meant the most? They did so much. Like as overwhelming as the grief was, the support was almost more overwhelming. Like I think the thing that sticks out to me most in my mind is like I talked about my friends in the last episode, how they're like supportive and stuff. But so it was the week of my 30th birthday, the day before, like I knew the baby wasn't living. We were scheduled for a DNC. The next day and my friends called my husband Eric and they were like hey we would like to take Jane out to eat like when would you like to do that and he, was, and he asked me and I was like if they could make it happen tonight like I feel like that would be just wonderful like I could get my mind off of it not sit at home just be fearful about the procedure and these moms are busy moms like they have five uh, five kids I don't think Jody had her twins yet so yeah like a lot of kids school-aged kids like they're busy it's may you know may's busy and they dropped what they were doing and they picked me up and not only did they pick me up and take me out to eat but they had baskets of food they had meals that they made they had birthday gifts because my birthday was coming up and like yeah my car was full when i went home and they threw that together in hours and like that just meant the world to me and I don't want to discount what other people did too. Like, I, what did I have? Like, thirteen bouquets. Yeah, of she had flowers like, everywhere. So many people sent me flowers, and like, brought people from my church brought me meals. Like, people that I was like, why are you bringing me a meal? Like, I should be bringing you a meal. Like, you're busier than that. But like, food, bringing someone a meal is like a love language. I think. Yeah. Like, it's a, definitely a Mennonite love language it, for it sure. Like, it takes yeah. time. It takes thought. It takes preparation, and it takes like getting in your car and driving. And. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was a combination of the right thing at the right time. Like, they were there for you. Yeah. Like, at evening yet. It wasn't like, oh, you have it to look forward to in a week or something. It hit you right where you... Yeah, I mean, they were my, I would say, some of my closest friends. And they were there for me right then. Like, they, I needed them, and they were there. And It's good to Yeah, know. like, just do something. It doesn't really matter if you have a friend that's going through it. It doesn't really matter what you do. Just do would something. You, okay, so if you if you felt like, I guess, by, by empathy, what if you didn't want to see people? You would have said so, right? It's not like they're yeah. going to be a bother. They would just, you would have told Eric, and no, I'm not up to it. Yeah, no. maybe they did ask him, so I think that was good. But, and I know that people are different. Like, I like to talk about it. I, it brings healing to me to talk about it, to share my story. But that I know that's not the case for everyone. Some people do not like to talk about it. Um, I like to bring awareness to it that, like, this happens a lot. And it's okay to talk about it. Sometimes I feel like I talk about it too much, and people are like, oh my goodness, just be quiet about that already. We don't want to be drugged into your sadness or whatever, but... 
The only thing negative I feel about hearing you talk about it is just like, I'm like, oh dear, I know that statistically it happens to almost like a lot of people. And I'm just like, oh, I don't, when's my turn? And like, I feel like a little anxious. Yeah. Well, but like, I can't control that. I no. can't worry about something that's not here. It and might like, never happen to you, but I can tell you if it does, like, you will be blessed beyond measure by your friends and family because I know they're they're like mine. I was just gonna say that I don't necessarily know that I would change it if I could. I mean, like, this is my story. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That sounds maybe not good to say, but, I mean, know, like, God had a yeah, purpose for God, it. Yeah. And I have beyond two children you. in heaven that, you know, <laughs> they're safe. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. So don't let anybody, don't let anybody tell you that you're wrong for talking about it or for not talking about it. Like whatever you, and if you don't feel like getting over it in two months, then don't get over it in two months. Just like sit in the grief and the sadness. Like it's okay to grieve. I think sometimes we just want to, people want you to just paint on a happy face and go about your life. And, um, it's okay to just be sad and it comes and goes too. Like say, you have good days. And oh, most of my days are good. But then every now and then like something will remind you and you'll just cry and then you'll move on and you'll be fine. Like, and those moments I think get fewer and fewer and like spaced more and more apart. But so when you have one of those moments, it's okay. Will it get easier for those that are watching that maybe are sitting in a horrible time like that right now? Yeah. Will it get easier? It does in a way. Yeah. But it'll always be like, I think what triggered, like if someone else goes through it, like all those feelings come back and I, I don't want that to stop. Like I want the, to be reminded of how I felt in that moment so that I can reach out to others when they're going through it because if you can't remember what it felt like, you know, you're not gonna be able to reach out as, as well. Yeah, well I think it's very important that we address that story early on because it's such a big part of like what you stand for and who you are. Like it's a big, it's a big part of your story and I it feel is. like it's something you can reach out to people in a way I can't. You know, I can sympathize or what is it? Empathize, but I can't sympathize. Like I haven't walked that road or whatever. You can sympathize, so, but you can't yeah, empathize. That's how it goes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So you were talking about your being on hormonal birth control yeah. and you talked about how you felt like you should be off of it. We went into the miscarriage story, which is like the next step. So let's just keep going chronologically. So then you decided that you want to get off of it again. Yeah. This was how long ago? Like six months? Six months. Yeah. In November of 2021. I had to convince Eric that I wanted to be off the pill and he was very gracious about it. And he's like, yeah, you know, if that's how you feel, I don't know that he necessarily a hundred percent, but he thought it was so convenient, right? Like, yeah. He loved the pill. I mean, what guy, <laughs> I mean, there's no thought like, and that's one of my, I don't know. Gripes. I don't want to go on a rant, but if we, Hashtag Jane <laughs> that's if we wouldn't have been on the pill for 10 years, it wouldn't be so hard for him to now make the changes that are required. You know, and so if you could go back 10 years ago, you would never have started it is what you're thinking. I don't know that I'm going to go back and try to rewrite my story. But what I will say is I would never encourage my little sister to go on it. Even if it, even if it is perfectly ethical, um, or they come out with a new pill and they say, Oh, this one, this one's perfectly ethical. Well, then 10 years down the road, they find out, well, maybe it's not like, then you have to retrain yourself. Like if you go into marriage, um, knowing that pregnancy is a possibility then you're gonna be more open to that and um, yeah if it's really something you're not ready for then you're gonna be willing to take the steps to prevent that as much as is in your power yeah like it's hard to go from just popping a pill every night and not thinking any further about it I mean yeah, it's to having to think about things, things take your temperature on both like, of our parts and I think that's good I just wish that I mean it's a learning curve yeah. just like anything else
But there is options out there. There's so many different things. I tried the diaphragm at one point. Yeah, that, that was I not like for that. me, but I know I have a friend have, who loves it. I have a friend, and a, my sister really loves it. Yeah. Anyway, there is options out there if you're not sure. And every time after I have a baby, the first thing they want to ask you, not the first thing, but one of the things when you go back to get your checkup, they're doing it at four weeks now instead of six weeks. Okay. Um, and yeah, they... I always ask, well, I said, I mean, they always bring it up and they're like, so what about birth control? They want to educate you and everything. And I'm always like, well, is there anything new that came down the pike? I ask every time because you never know. Yeah. And yeah, she was really telling me about this copper IUD, which is not hormones. Um, and it sounded kind of interesting. I was like, I'll take it with a grain of salt. So I actually brought it to different people in my life. And I think I even mentioned it on YouTube. And I mean, you hear horror stories about everything. But anyway, I won't say much, but through your stories, I decided, yeah, that was not for me. <laughs> And again, I think it worked very similarly to the hormone um, pill and the fact that it made a hostile environment for any egg to implant. Just some different stuff like that. People had complications with it being taken out and whatever. If you're on one, like I'm not gonna go on and on because I don't wanna scare you about it. Like, great, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I always like to ask and they don't really present you with a lot of other different options, but there is, there's, um, I mean, I'm not gonna make a brand deal here or anything, but there, I, there's a brand I've been working with that, you know, you take your temperature um, that's what I and use. that's what you're using. It's a different, it's a different brand, brand, but same idea. Yeah, and it's like a rhythm method. People and it's call actually it. like pretty effective. I mean, it gives and, you that five like What enough. my grandma would have done back in the day had they had the science. Yeah, I mean, it. if you follow it, unless you ovulate early, but that's why I'm always careful. Like after my period, I don't trust it at all. I would use it to get pregnant. Like if I was having no, trouble. No, but I, I, hey, <laughs> I've gone six months and not gotten pregnant. Oh, so I'm surprised. I'm proud. Yeah, I'm, but I'm, if you, I'm a pessimist. It yeah. gives you like some people's bodies, but like yeah. yeah. Well, sperm survives for. Am I allowed to say sperm? Sperm survives for can survive for five days so if you start using protection five days before you ovulate yeah then you're good if you ovulate you, i mean you can go seven days and then once you ovulate that's confirmed and by the time it's confirmed you're in your safe zone so then you're safe until you get your period again and the cycle starts at liver but if you want to be extra careful just after your period is over just pretty much use protection from that time until ovulation is confirmed and then you're safe like i mean Barring a miracle, which, you know. We welcome miracles. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Okay. I think Elisha and Katie Boper. Oh, yes, now that we're a family? Yeah, I think, I just listened to their podcast, I think, yesterday. I think they do such a good job of presenting that argument of children being a blessing. And Abby from M is for Mama. There are some really good accounts and people out there that are um, supporting us in this. Like, children are a blessing and we should be open to them. Like, you can't be married and you know doing the things that married people do and not be open to children because yeah they're a blessing from god and i think yeah i did want to circle around to that we talked about our moms you know telling us to get the birth control pill and all that stuff and it's not like um the mennonite attitude or our mom's attitudes were like we don't want to have children and stuff they were just teaching oh, us to be no. responsible and they were teaching us what they knew like they my mom was um she got married in 89 so like this was like the thing you did and like there wasn't as much research done or like and you know, there, there was no internet kids. back then what your mom had five kids too it's not like she's saying and my mom had four it's not like she's saying like don't have kids oh like, yeah it's no, not exactly. they, they were just like well go on this pill because you don't want to have a kid nine months after you're married 
Yeah, exactly. It's just like the thing but that if people you do, did, that's fine too. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. I mean, whatever. But that wasn't what I, I was teaching school. It's not what we I was so for. young. Yeah, I mean, we that's so another young. thing. Maybe that's a detriment. I don't know. But you know, then you grow up together, kind of thing. I don't know. It just it takes a life commitment, though. If you're gonna get married to somebody when you're both like not even totally fully mature yet, like 19 and 20, we were. You guys were 20 and 21. 20 and 21. Yeah, like that's young. And yeah. yeah. Anyway, we definitely. That's a good segue too. We should. Um, definitely do a whole nother topic about dating stories. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's an important topic to talk about maybe um, things we've learned or mistakes or I don't know, just like a little, like a big sister chat I think would be in order at some point. Um, so let us know if you'd be interested in that. No. Anyway, this Mennonite, or Anabaptist, I don't know if he's Mennonite, Anabaptist doctor wrote a little pamphlet about um, birth control contraceptive, whatever, and he does such a good job of explaining Nolan Byler, I think, maybe Okay, we'll put the resources yeah. down below in the um, description. Like, exactly what is a contraceptive, what the purpose of each one is, and what he believes um, is okay and not okay, but he does a really good job of explaining it all out. And it's a really good resource if you are struggling or thinking about some of these things maybe you never have before. Um, I had recently asked my pastor for some information, and that's the book that he gave me, and it was really interesting, and just, yeah, I mean, I was, I yeah. was really... Um, inspired and convicted by it. There's so many takeaways you could take from this episode. Um, one, we talked about miscarriage and like let your feelings be your feelings. That's fine. Um, if you are not married yet and you're like, or you know, this is the word. If you're not sexually active yet, or whoever I'm talking to, I don't know. I'm assuming a lot of you have the same values we do. But if you are um, not on any kind of contraceptive at all yet and you're researching it, do your research. And then I think one takeaway that we can all take away <laughs> no matter what stage of life we're in is that um, be in the word be in the bible keep reading it daily it's um, the word of god and i feel like when you read it you will get you will capture god's heart for children and how they're such a yeah. blessing and a gift and then through that attitude you can make your decisions whatever that is and it's be. okay to change your mind like it's okay to say hey you know what i think i might have been wrong there's new information new research or like yeah, it's okay to go back and say, And it is okay to not know either. Like yeah. and just and to be in this searching phase because you can not know and but you still have to make a decision. I think that's the hard part. Yeah, like, that's true. You like, can't well, just be like, I don't, I don't know care. Necessarily, I don't like, well maybe this is true, but then this person says this thing. Like you don't know exactly like what is true, but you know some things that are true. You have like, to make a choice. Yeah, and then you have to make a choice out of that and just go with what you think is best and yeah. Yeah. And be okay to open to change. But that comes back to so many of my struggles. I feel like, you know what? The answer is always, well, I need to, what's God's heart? And how do I find out God's heart? By reading the word, you know? And like, your the attitude, his attitude will get passed on to you. And then it does make decision making a little easier sometimes, I think. I do want to say, I feel like maybe our conversation was a little bit lacking when it came down to like all the science of it. And we could be like misinformed about some things. And we reserve our right to change our minds too. Yes. This is just a conversation. That we want to have. We're not going to pretend we understand all yeah, the things. Yeah, exactly. And it, to make decisions. They're very, it's just very real issues like we're all dealing with, you know? So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'd lo welcome your comments down below, too. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well, the kids just came back, so I think that's time to wrap up. Thank you guys so much for being Yes, exactly. Yeah, how appropriate. Anyway, thank you guys so much for being here. It means the world to us. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.